You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Friends, welcome to our summer series where we are talking about hot topics that might be super awkward to talk about or maybe even listen. So I'm so proud you're here. I'm so excited that you clicked play and today's conversation is just for you. So not necessarily like a hot, awkward topic, but this is a spicy topic in my opinion because it's so dang hard to do and no one's talking about how hard it is to do in our life, which is making friends as an adult. So if you're like me, you grew up in an incredible neighborhood, maybe with friends right next door that you could call and hang out with after school, after your homework. And then you move into high school where yes, you like you make those own friends, but they're still convenient, right? Like you still share classes with them. You might share athletic activities with them, like extracurricular activities, whatever it is. And then you move into college and college is a whole new thing, right? Because you meet people that are outside of your town, might be just culturally different than you, might look different than you, believe something different than you. But I'd say it's still technically convenient because you share a campus or maybe you share a dorm floor, whatever. But then you get kicked out into the big wide world (laughs) and maybe you took a new job or maybe you moved. Maybe you didn't move, but friendships can be hard. And we're not only just talking about how to make friends here. I don't want you to be fooled. We're also talking about maintaining friendships, letting go of friendships, and how to take inventory of your friendships to know if they are life-giving to you. So who better to have this conversation with me than one of my bestie girls? Her name is Leah Thompson. We actually met in Mississippi when we were there at the Air Force Base in Columbus together by a really funny story. And we're going to share that funny story and all the things and how we met, how we became close and what it took to cultivate a relationship that might've been unlikely if you look at it from the outside. Leah, welcome to <laughs> Behind the Bliss podcast. <laughs> Hello. I'm so excited to be here. This is wild. Like, I don't know. I, I just need you to know for you and people listening, like I really rarely have besties on my show. I typically mm-hmm. like become friends with people I interview, but I've never like had someone who's already, I, I, can't, I can't take that back. I'm probably sure I have, but I don't interview my besties often. So this is yeah. going to be really fun for me. I feel like people listening, this I is know. more just like us getting coffee chatting than it is like an interview. We're just going to spill all the tea. All of it. All of the awkward, beautiful stuff about friendship and yeah. you and me and everything. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. This is just like surreal. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm, I've always been a, like, since I've met you, I've been the listener side. I've always just been the friend, like supporting you in the background. So like the fact that I get to like be here and be in the, in the front seat is kind of cool. I literally, I either read our texts. So I basically <laughs> said, Hey, I have something I'd like for you to be a part of. <laughs> and you said, okay, what's up? <laughs> and I said, will you come on the podcast? We're doing a blah, 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 blah. And she said, are you kidding me? And I was like, I'm not kidding. She goes, that would be the greatest thing I've ever done. You want me? I'm like, yes, Leah. Yes. 
it's such an honor. I'm pretty sure I said, and then you were like, I'm honored. Yeah. And then I just started to cry and you know, <laughs> I love you but... more. No, I love you more. No, I love you more. <laughs> that's that's yeah, like starfish earrings, like attacking each other. You yes. Know? That. Okay. So yes, I love that you brought that up. That is what I call Leah. Leah is my starfish earrings. She is the girl. I just got to hype you up for a second. Introduce you to friends listening. Uh, you can <laughs> okay. do that too, but I'm going to tell you first. I'm going to tell them who you are. So Leah is the starfish earrings in my life. It's like the analogy I gave her. If you've ever seen the movie Aquamarine, where there's like the starfish earrings that she wears and they're like, you're gorgeous. You're awesome. Like they like whisper sweet affirmations into her ear. That is Leah in my life. Like every time I tell her something, she's like, you're amazing. (laughs) Like Leah. Um, No, but for real, like you're a great encourager and the way we met is wild. And I wanted you on this particular show because we're talking all things friendship. And yes, like we have a friendship, but not that it was unlikely, but it kind of was. And yeah, like it was random, but it worked and we're still friends. And anyways, we can get into all the things, but I just had to say like, you are the girl for the show and I'm so excited you're here. I know. I mean, when you pitched the idea to me, I was like, I, out of all your friends, like you, if I'm your starfish earrings, you're like the celebrity that everyone wants to be friends with. Stop. Not because of your podcast, <laughs> not because of your Instagram, like nothing that is just because your personality, like you draw people to you. I was just listening to your episode with Thomas and like, he was talking about why he loves you or like something he loves about you. And you do, you draw people to you. Like everyone just kind of like gravitates towards you, not because of anything to do with this stuff, but just because you're such a quality friend like you love people you want to love on other people and I'm happy to be your starfish earrings and like hype you up like I'll be your hype girl any day of the week but I agree like nothing was I don't know it wasn't super awkward becoming friends with you but it was just something that was just really easy and I was super excited to be your friend so and like you said it random is a good word for it because it was like if you had lived one street over I I don't know if our paths would have ever crossed that's right you know what I mean like yeah it was so random, but I don't know how, like how you want to get into that. Yeah. I was about to say it just, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things I feel like we mentioned in stories or whatever that could be so practical for people listening that their situation might be completely different. But I love what you just said. If I live one street over or like for our Columbus, Mississippi friends listening, if I lived in Magnolia mm-hmm. village and not state village or whatever, like, I don't know, like if we would have ever cross paths or become friends. I I would pray so, but it really is like, who are your people? Who's around you? Who's right in front of your face that you might be just needing to approach? I think it's all about like taking advantage of opportunity, especially, I mean, like not all your listeners obviously are, are military wives or spouses, but it's like, that's something that in our position we've had to, sometimes you have to force a friendship and not because you're forcing something that's not natural, but forcing yourself to get out of your comfort zone and to approach people and just make stuff happen. Like we were living on Columbus Avenue or whatever, or no Mississippi Avenue. And I literally remember the day that you and Thomas moved in my husband, Elijah, who's super close with Thomas for anyone that was wondering, (laughs) he's looking out the window. (laughs) They definitely have a bromance, but like he was looking out the window and he was like, Hey, like, babe, like someone's moving into that. And we knew the people that lived in your house before. And so we were sad to see them go. And then like, he's like, someone's moving in down the street. And I was like, no way. And we're both peering out and we see moving truck. And we're like, do we see like kids? Is it like, 
are they older? You know, we're like, oh, okay, we don't see any kids because we don't have kids. Not like we don't love people with kids, <laughs> but like it's easier to get along. Yeah, with same season are. of life. Yes. Yes. So we didn't see any kids. And then lo and behold, you were pregnant, but like, you know, no one needed to know that yet. But then we like, we saw a dog and I just remember being so excited being like, they look cool. They look our age. <laughs> like, so you know, yeah. and it, it took a while to like introduce ourselves, but yeah, I want you to share like, I mean, I, I here, I'll share a part of it and then you fill in. Okay. Okay. So we were on a walk with Remy, our dog, and, um, we met you and we met Victoria. I'm pretty sure is her name, but she moved mm-hmm. before we were ever able to get close. And then I can't remember who else was out there with Ortea and Tate out there too. No, I don't think so. No, we, I'm trying to remember of Hank because it was like a dog party. Right. And so Basically, I'm trying to remember all the dog dogs Hank were like in the front there. of someone's yard and we had Remy, of course. So it made a great icebreaker. We were like, yeah. hey, oh my gosh, sorry, our dog. Ha ha ha. And we just kind of got talking like, where are you from? You know, where are you going? Why are you here? Which is really easy to do in the military world. Like, okay, I just want to preface this before I move forward. We are a military friendship, meaning that we have a lot in common as far as like military, our husband's career, all the things go. So there's a lot that makes this easier because we're in the military, but there's a lot of other difficulties and like challenges that come with us having to be in the military as far as friendship goes. So I just wanted to say that the easy part was we had a lot to talk about off the bat because there was one particular reason why we were all there. (laughs) And that was- We're all in the same boat. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so we got to talk- but we really only introduced ourselves. And I think maybe I like messaged you on Instagram or maybe you messaged me and we were like, it was nice to meet you. I don't remember. Yeah, it was something like, so I remember actually, I wasn't in that little powwow circle first. Like Elijah was actually outside with our dog and he was texting me and he's like, babe, come outside. And I said, no, like I'm busy. I was doing something. And he was like, I'm meeting the new neighbors. Come outside now. And that's like, <laughs> that's like our word. That's like, oh, we're meeting people, you know? So like, it, it really is so hard. Like it's scary going to a new place and not knowing a lot of people. We had been there for probably about five months already. And I had met some friends, like I had a, a like some good people, but they were all leaving because they were from the last training. So I was like, really excited to meet anyone new to the neighborhood. So he said, I made the new neighbors and I knew he meant you guys. So I was like, oh, so I ran outside and we're all standing in this little... <laughs> I don't know how else to call it. It was literally like a powwow. Yeah. It was like, we're all standing there introducing each other. And it was, you don't get that in, in a normal scenario. I feel like unless you go to some sort of event, like a socializing networking event, but anyways, it did feel like a military network and we're just introducing ourselves. And you mentioned that you had a podcast. And so I was like, Ooh, that's going to be an easy way to like find her, you know? (laughs) I think you said it was like faith-based or something. You're like, Oh, and she's a believer. Yeah. Well, it was actually like, yeah, you said something about women and I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. So I looked up immediately when I got back to our house, like behind the bliss. And I started listening to like your most in-depth, intimate, sentimental (laughs) podcast, which is the one about your infertility journey. And so Elijah was laying in bed and I was listening to it. I had it on speaker and I was like, did you hear that? That was really interesting. Oh, did you hear that? Like, she's such a strong Christian. And like, he was like, cool, really cool. And I just, it was such a weird moment because I was like, I know so much about her and she doesn't know anything about me. Um, so that's when I reached out. Cause I was like, yeah, I want to make this up. I bet we could probably scroll up in our Instagram DMS. And I'm like, going to post a screenshot in our show notes. So people listening can go and be like, LOL, yeah. is that how it happened? <laughs> um, so you but, could totally copy. Yeah. Paste and yeah. I think okay. we had wanted to do dinner, but it never ended up happening. Like, right. 
So yeah. I think because we went, you went out of town and then we went out of town and ended up coming back. And while we were out of town, we had announced that we were pregnant. So we're back at our house on base in Mississippi and the doorbell rings and I go and it's Leah and Elijah with, they were like a cinnamon Apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts. That's it. And I was so excited because I was totally craving donuts. And we just got to chat. And I think that's when I messaged you. And I was like, thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Blah, blah, blah. And we kind of started, I guess, like our paths just kept getting more intertwined, more intertwined. Would see each other and say, hey, stop and talk rather than just wave, like things like that. And something I love and I want to point out and something I'm so grateful for is the fact that like, you pursued that friendship with me. And now here we are, like, honestly, had you not dropped off those donuts, who knows where we would have been. So I think it is like making the brownies, taking them to the neighbor, like getting a bottle of wine for somebody who just moved in, like things like that, that really start and says, and like, I feel like it makes a big statement that says, I want to be friends with you. Or like, I think you're awesome. Like, or welcome something that people need. Yes. And I think it was, everyone was kind of in that environment of wanting to meet people. And so it was, like to where I am now in the season of life, which I can totally get into because I feel like that's the epitome of awkward adult friendships compared to Mississippi, like totally different. Like that was so easy to connect yeah. with people. And I mean, y- you were a total blessing, like from God in my life, because it was just like, now I have this wonderful female Christian friend down the road for me that we can connect on. Like I had met a lot of people and they were all amazing. And I don't know, there's just something about having like a Christian friend that yeah. like, it brings it to a whole other level of support, especially when our husbands were going through such an intense training. Like we all had our breakdown moments, yes. like, but we all support <laughs> each other. And I feel like at the end it was like, you know, we were there from beginning to end and it was like you, me, Taya, Abby, Katie, like we, we just like, we're always there for each other. And yeah. I think that's like, that's why like getting out there and, and putting yourself out in an uncomfortable situation is always worth it. In yes. my opinion, whether it fails miserably or if it goes beautifully, it's always worth it. Yeah. So now though, we are in different seasons and I want to get to like how we're making friends now, but first like how, like now we're long distance friends. Now you're in Illinois slash St. Louis and I'm in Oklahoma and about to move to Birmingham and we have a long distance friendship and I feel like those can exist too. It could be a reality that you meet a friend you both move. And I think people are always afraid of making friends because of this, because of friends moving away, but there's still ways that you can be consistent and show up in each other's life or whatever. Like, thank you. Venmo. If you just want to like send them a coffee, you know, or like DoorDash, if you want to find ways to love on them or voice memos. Rachel dropping hints right now for what she needs. (laughs) No. Yeah. Like Leah, buy me dinner. No, but like (laughs) there's voice memos. Like there's so many ways to get creative and friendships that are long distance just because they move away. Doesn't mean it's impossible. I just felt like I needed to say that. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like whether you're military or not, it's everyone has long distance friends. Either you were growing up in the same town you always lived in and like your friends from high school have moved away or vice versa. You've moved away or college or your spouse took you to for a different job, like whatever it is, everyone has long distance friends in some part of your life. And maybe it's like one of those things where, Hey, just want, you know, like, I'm just thinking about you. Or maybe it's that way where like, you don't even have to say that. And you just pick up a conversation where you last left off, but you do have to be like somewhat intentional and not in like a forced way, but just like communicating and letting each other know, like, Hey, 
I'm in a busy season of life. You're in a busy season of life. We're not going to take offense if we're not answering every phone call or, or writing each other letters or whatever it is. Like, even if it's just a simple, like thumbs up on Facebook or like a like on Instagram, supporting where you're at in your life or congrats when something big happens, like the intention is, is so valuable and it goes a long way. Like the small things go a long way. You don't have to like have an hour long conversation twice a week, but it's like, it's possible. And I mean, all I do is ask for videos of Maddox. Like that's all <laughs> I want does. is like to see Maddox. And like, that's, even, even if Rachel just sends me a cute video of him and I just give it a thumbs up, like that made my day. And we know that we're like still connected, you know? Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I think it's important to have these type of friendships because we never know when something's going to come up in life, but we do know that at some point something's going to come up in life and to have the people that are in your life that are rooted, that you can trust that, you know, are available for you. Like that's what gives us the confidence in the relationships to be like, I haven't talked to Leah in a few weeks, but we have had random exchanges or whatever, or I know I can trust her as a friend still. So I'm going to reach out like this thing just happened. And those are the kind of friendships we're having. So I'm not saying like, oh, you need a friend because it's convenient or makes your life more fun. Although, yes, I want people to have friendships that that are meaningful and deep enough where they could be like, hey, like I'm, I'm really struggling right now. And you can have those honest conversations. So yes, it is like the small things that add up so that when the big moments happen, you can go there with that person. Yes. And that's really pretty to say, like, that's a beautiful way to say that because it's like, it's so if like, let's say you have a friend who has left or is planning on leaving your life in some way, or you're leaving theirs, it's easy to get scared and think like, well, what's the point in investing in this friendship if they're leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, or what's the point in investing if like, we're not gonna be able to walk to each other's houses anymore or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I remember the day you left, I bawled my eyes out. Like that was awful. You know, like watching you drive away with my adopted son, like (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Awful day. But I know, but it's so yeah, like I can't walk to your house anymore and we can't chit chat, but it's like, weirdly enough, I feel like nothing has changed other than the distance because like we've been intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so cool. But I will talk about where I'm at now, if that's yes. right. Cause it's like, I, I feel like I have been on a journey these yeah. past few months. My husband and I moved to Southern Illinois in February. He was gone for two weeks, like almost right off the bat. And then I had to move us into our house by myself. And then we're like, we're not living on base anymore. We don't have the same community we did. And so for anyone who's not military, who just moved, like I, I resonate with you because I, I just, it was so easy to make friends when you're living on base and everyone was on the same training schedule. So like you were all in the same boat and you knew everyone was going through, but here, so like I got here and I joined two different book clubs. Uh, I went to a yoga studio. I got invited to like a yoga graduation dinner party. I went to the dog park and like randomly approached, you know, like at a dog park, people either like stand in the corner and don't talk or they like gather in the center. I went up to every single person standing in the corners and just being like, hi, what's your name? Like you look nice. And like, let's chit chat, whether it is like, cause you're there cause you have something in common. So I went to places where I knew that I'd have something in common with people, whether it was church or a yoga studio or a book club, like I I know that I have something in common with you. So I just want to get out of my comfort zone and try to meet people. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it really paid off. Like now I'm still struggling. Like I still haven't found like a community of women that I had in Mississippi, you know, 
but that's what like I'm hoping my Bible study like with church grows into that a little bit more. But like now I've got like I've got my yoga friend and then I've got my neighbor that I met at the dog park and I've got these sweet older ladies that I met at book club, which I can't plug book clubs enough. <laughs> you will meet people that you never would have met anywhere else. But the one thing you have in common is that you love to read. And so like I show up to this book club all excited. It was it's a one on base um, on the base in the base library. And I show up like I like did my hair and my makeup and my wore a cute outfit just so I could like, you know, look presentable for any friends I might meet. And I walk in and there's no one under the age of 55. Like <gasps> it'd be no. like six old women. They're so sweet. But like that was so awesome. Like having a conversation with people that are not my parents that are older and that mm-hmm. I can find something in common with and just get different perspectives. Like, and I still go, like, even though there was no one my age, I've been like three or four times now and we meet once a month and it's just like an easy way to have some sort of community. And those women are military. They, you know, whether their husbands are pretty much all retired, but it's like, it's still cool because you can put yourself out there to find community anywhere. Mm-hmm. I love that, that you're like, find the one thing you have in common and just go for it. Like, I think that's the thing yeah. that's like the secret sauce is saying, or like going to a business minded women's group. You know, we have lots of those in Birmingham or a book club. Love it. Dog park. Love it. Like find a commonality and then just like hone in, like obsess over that commonality and be like, no way. Like, have you read any other books? Oh, wow. Like, why do you like that book? Chances are they're going to bring up something personal at some point, you know, and you can like hook something to that. And I'm not saying like, there's a way to manipulate conversation to make a friend, but I'm also saying that there's a way to manipulate conversations to make a friend. Like, <laughs> yes, I was you, just about you to say that. You have to be strategic here, people. Something Emily on our team said was like, friendships don't just happen, they're cultivated. Like, I'm not going to say it as well as her. She says something so much more beautifully than I just did. But basically, like, I think we're so used to having like the, oh, we share the same dorm hall. Or, oh, like we both live on base or even back to high school. It's like, oh, we're both on the golf team or whatever, like whatever it is for you. Or we have a class together. We have a class together. Yeah. We're so used to convenient friendships that when life gets inconvenient, we freeze. We're like, we're paralyzed. We don't know what to do. And I'm like, what you do is you get creative, strategic and uncomfortable and someone's going to meet you there. Like there's, I've never seen someone like standing. I mean, maybe I have, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. They're like. There's going to be one Leah in the room, one person like Leah in the room that's like, oh, she's standing alone. I'm going to approach you. But if there's not, then like be the Leah, be the person approaching. So I don't know. I just think that we're so used to it happening to us that we forget that we can happen to it. And I love that you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going for it. I, I mean, I had to. And when it's so funny that you bring up the strategic conversation because I'm at the dog park standing by myself. There wasn't a lot of people there. And this woman and her daughter walk in and she doesn't look like she, I mean, she looks super friendly and her daughter was super cute and her dog was cute. So I just like walked up and started chatting and it wasn't going anywhere. Like it was just kind of like a normal, Oh, the weather and what's so, you know, we're new to the area kind of thing. But I told her I just moved here. And then I was like, so, uh, what is a, you know, uh, a woman, our age an adult woman <laughs> like to do for fun in Muscoota, Illinois. And she was like, Oh, well I have a couple of places. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I, I said that question. So that should be like, oh, well, like I can get your number and I can invite you places. And she did exactly that. She was That's like, right. oh, well, if you want to hang out, you know, because she's like, oh, you're another adult. It kind of made the connection for her. Like, you're another adult woman 
living in this town. Like I can hang out with you. And I literally set her up and I was like, Oh, that would be awesome. And like pretending like I totally didn't intend to do that. And if she didn't offer, I would have been like, you know, I don't really have a lot of friends. Like want to do something. And (laughs) I'm an ex, like if you, if the listeners haven't guessed, I am an extreme extrovert. Like I, I gain my energy from talking to people. I love being around people, but I was still shaking and nervous. And like, I went to a yoga class and I walked up to the instructor. She looked like just my age. She looked really friendly and she looked so cool too. Like I get really intimidated by cool people. That's why I feel like I was really intimidated when I first met you because you're just like so put together and like, no, you're, you know, I learned the behind the bliss part, but like you are so just approachable. So anyway, I go up to this girl and I'm like literally shaking, like, Hey, that was a really great yoga class. Like, (laughs) yeah. And then I just had to like blurt it out. And even if you're not new to an area, you can just fully, like people are not scared of vulnerability when you actually present it to them. You know what I mean? If you're like, Hey, I really don't have a lot of people in the area or you can phrase it. Like I don't have a lot of support or connections or I'm here and I'm just trying to find my, I'm trying to find my group. Like I'm trying to find my people. Yes. And if they don't pick up on that, then okay. You probably weren't meant to be their friend, but if they do, then like, they'd be, they're willing, you know what I mean? People are willing to make connections and it's just a beautiful thing when you start to see like God put people in your life. Like mm-hmm. every, every person I've met so far has felt so random, but when I look back on it, it was all so beautifully designed for right. me to start building a community, you know? Let's talk about this though. You mentioned something like, if you know that if, if they're your person or not kind of thing, let's say someone is like chasing down this person for a friendship and it's just not like they're just not their person. Like they're not their friend period. Cause that's always really awkward too. Cause I'm the kind of person and I'd say you're the kind of person that's like, no, like you will be my friend. You know, like I can get you to be my friend, but there are some people I'm like, we're just not compatible friends or like, this isn't going to be life-giving for either one of us or hold on a second, like back up. Am I trying to get this friend because I'm desperate or is this actually a relationship that is making sense right now. Have you had those and like, have, how have you kind of like let go of them if they need to just float away? Oh, absolutely. I've been on both ends of it. Like, I feel like I'm even on one end of it right now, like pursuing a friendship just because it seems great, but then you start getting to know each other. And I'd say like, obviously the first couple of times you hang out with someone, it might feel forced or it might feel like a little bit awkward because you can't be your full self. And I was just like, I think I broke down to Elijah the other day and I was just like, I'm so tired of, of having these surface level friendships. Like I can't wait to meet someone here that I can really just be myself. And it's not like I put on a front or I'm fake, but it's like, you know, you got to hide, hide a little bit. Of well, strangers should be strangers. Like you can't treat strangers yeah. like besties or else like that. I get vulnerability hangovers where I'm like, I should not have told them that, you know? Yes. I literally, I, I went out to dinner with a friend uh, the other day and I shared something and afterwards I was like, that was too much. I went too far. And it's like, I, I you know, use this with, I just told Elijah the same analogy, like finding friendships sometimes feels like dating. Like you're mm-hmm. in the dating world yes. and you hide the crazy or you're trying to be strategic and find the people, but it's more unique because it's like, you don't have to just find one person. You can find several. And when it comes to like being on the side of, let's say, you feel like you're on someone else's hook and they're, they don't find you. Like you're getting a hint that like, they don't find you a friend that they want to connect with. And you're just being desperate to like be friends with them. Sometimes it takes a long time for that to like hit you in the face and be like, 
oh yeah, okay, maybe this is not they're trying to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I need to like wake up and realize it. And so, you know, if it's a constant, oh, sorry, can't do that today. Oh no, sorry, like constant excuses, constant thing, then just back up. Like give them the opportunity to reach out to you. And if they don't, it wasn't meant to be. And like that can really hurt sometimes. But you can't take it personally because there's so many people in the world and God has people in your in your life that he's like waiting for the perfect time. That's right. To give you, you know, because mm-hmm. like he wants people to be there for you when you need them. And also sometimes there's going to be seasons where like he wants you to be alone. And that doesn't mean he wants you to be lonely or miserable, but he wants you to be alone because there's something that he wants you to discover about yourself or about making friends or whatever it is like relationships need to be an intentional effort but if they're an effort that feels like it's futile or not going anywhere maybe that's a season of life that you don't need them in you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah I love it I've heard there's friends for reasons seasons and a lifetime so it's like there's friends that you're like I really needed a friend you know like I feel like I made a friend through I don't know like There's even some friends, I'm just going to say it, like in Mississippi that I had that were great friends for that season because we both needed each other and we both moved away or life looks different for us or whatever. And like we floated on and that's totally cool. We're totally cordial. Like I love her to death, but like, am I going to like make the extra effort or whatever? Like probably not because she hasn't either. And we're both kind of okay with that, you know? And it's a beautiful thing when it happens on both ends. It really is Like when there's an understanding. Yes. And I don't feel like, I don't know why, but I always have the misunderstanding that like your friendships are there for forever and ever and ever. And if something happens, it's like, oh gosh, that's juicy drama. Something happened. But like, that's not always the case. It might just be because it's not the season. It's no longer the reason. And that's all right. So I just feel like I need to give the person listening maybe permission that if it's not working out, like just don't force it because you might be spending the effort trying to make something happen and missing out like dating lol on like the person that's actually there that's excited to hang with you so i know it sounds silly but it's legit and then there are the lifetime friends yeah and it might be sound a little cheesy but it's so true and if you feel like you're oh like i have to text this person like if you feel like it's an obligation like you can't be at peace with your friendship wherever it's at without constantly like reaching out to them or checking in on them then maybe it's time to have an honest conversation with that person whether it's long distance or or you know, they live one street over, like, Hey, like I'm really busy right now. Like if you want to hang out, you can reach out to me. Or like, if you want to talk, like, let's do it. But just the communication is huge. Like making sure the other person knows, because it's so easy to assume that, Oh, this person hates me or they don't want to be my friend anymore. Or they let distance come between us. It's so easy to assume things. And if you don't assume and you let them communicate, like that's when truth is going to happen. So yeah. And it can go both ways. Like if you're on the other end and there's a friend that keeps pursuing you and you're just, it's not that season for that. Yeah, that's a, that's a more strategic conversation, but. Right. But there are ways to say it to basically be like, Hey, I gotta be honest. Like I, I just had a baby. Like if you're postpartum, you're like, Hey, I just had a baby and I really feel like I barely have the energy to like brush my teeth and I value you. But at the end of the day, I, I want you to know that if I don't reach out, it's not personal. And if this is something that like you still want and you're like, if I'm not, you know, like if this is still something that would make sense for you, I might, this might be a season that I need you to make more of the effort. And I know that sounds so awkward to say, but I'm hoping you understand. And if they don't understand, they're not your person. 
you're they're yeah. they're insecure in something that they got to figure out on their own and that's not your responsibility and let's pray that there is the security in the friendship that you're like you know their response is oh, girl i get it can i bring you dinner you know god yeah. bless that person but they're not all going to be like that and that's okay and it says more about them than you and that's totally cool but it happens like there's also the permission that people aren't supposed to be in your life for forever and that yeah like huge myth that friendships are forever and ever amen yeah and i still think about like i've got you know, friends from college that like, I've got a friend who was so wonderful and she was one of my bridesmaids in my wedding and we, we barely talk anymore. And it's so sad. And I'm looking, I'm thinking I about one of those too. I can't believe, yeah. yeah, I can't believe she was my bridesmaid and we don't hang out. We don't talk, but it's like, she lives in Colorado and I'm in Illinois and our lives are taking us in completely different directions. Every now and then we can reach out and it's okay. She was a friend for a season, but she's also a connection for life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like you can have a, a, a best friend, for a season, but they can, it's not like, you know, the relationship fractured and ended and it's terrible. Like you said, it's not some dramatic thing, but it's just now you're a really good connection. And you're someone that like, when it's convenient for both of us, we can reconnect, you know, but it doesn't have to be like, and I will, I do want to say like, I, I mean, I grew up like forcing my way into friendships my whole life. I feel like I've always been the more awkward girl, the girl who didn't had the hand-me-down clothes and the big curly hair. Her mom didn't know how to control it. Like I've always been the awkward one, I feel like. And just like it was in school, adult friendships, especially female friendships are intimidating. And so like, I want to validate anyone who's just always intimidated, like going up to a group of women, scariest thing in the entire world. Yeah. Going up to one individual woman is a lot easier. So it's like, if you're not ready to take a step to like approach a, a, group of women like that's okay I went out to dinner by myself last night and I like pulled out my book just to like eat dinner by myself my husband's on on a training you know for two weeks classic military but like (laughs) so I just took myself out to dinner and I like had a book and I walk I walk up to like the table and there's a group of women like sitting next to me in there laughing and chatting they're probably just a few years older than me and they look like they're having so much fun and I was like wow that looks like fun and I'm reading and lo and behold they're a book club and they're like no what book are you reading And I like turned around and I was, I didn't say anything to them. You know what I mean? But they were, that was the most intimidating thing in my life. Like talking with these, this group of women who is clearly like clicky and clearly like whatever. So it can be intimidating to see a group of women getting along really well, but they, in the end, like they weren't clicky and they like asked me what I was reading and if I'm a part of a book club and they asked for my name and they're going to look me up on Facebook and I didn't even do anything. So it's like, sometimes God just puts those opportunities in your life. But other times, like I, I don't have the courage to go up to, like, I, I wouldn't have talked to them because like they looked like an intimidating clicky group of women. Sure. But I hope that all women can understand that like we're, we're all in a similar boat and we all need friendships and we all need connection and let's get rid of the clicks. You know, if you, if you feel like you're on the other end, you already have your friendship and you're already solid. You, you're not in a new area and you feel comfortable get out of your comfort zone. Right. Look for the girl. Yes. That is standing in the corner. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Oh, I got got goosebumps. Oh, so good. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, so there are those happenstances, like the book club at the table, it turns around. It's like, what book are you reading? But there are the moments that it takes the effort. I love it. There's a few practicals that people can do if they're like looking out there and they're searching, I'd say, and totally add because I know you have some up your sleeve too but number one I'd say like find a church get plugged in at a church especially if you're a believer that's a great place to find some friends 
I'd also say this is so awkward, but use Instagram and social media to your benefit. Facebook has Facebook groups, you know, in your local area, whatever. Also like find a gym or like a workout studio. I feel like I've made some of my friends in Birmingham from going to True 40. Shout out True 40. But it's like a fun, it's just a fun bar studio. And I feel like I've made friends there by sharing the bar with them, you know? Yeah. And things in common. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I'll plug on the social media thing. The first thing I did when we moved to this new town, and this is like, I feel like, you know, especially for the younger generation, Facebook is not as popular, but Facebook is totally underrated sometimes because I went on and I just searched any events that were happening within the next couple of weeks. And I went to a flea market. I went to an art festival and I just like either invited someone like, so I, I went to the coffee shop on base and I, super awkwardly asked the barista for her number. Yes, you did. When there's a massive line. Oh, it was so terrible. It was like, it was 9am on a Monday morning. There's a massive line of people in line for coffee. She's the only one. And I'm like, you know what? I met her the other day and I wanted to build up the courage to be here. I'm not backing down. And I was like, I wondered if we could hang out sometime. And she was like, oh yeah, like I'll give you my Instagram as I was already handing her my phone with a contact open for her phone number. Like, I feel like I'm old fashioned. Like I don't go to her Instagram. <laughs> She was, she's like a couple of years younger and she was like going for the social media. But anyways, I met her, I got her number and then I found out there was a flea market happening. And I just texted her saying like, Hey, do you want to go to this flea market with me? Like, yeah, you don't even need to bring someone, but find community events going on in your town. Like that's yeah. huge church, huge, like yeah. finding a group of women or married couples or young adult, whatever it is, like, like go find something that you have something in common with or the community events. It's just, it's awesome. Like if you just get out of your comfort zone a little bit and do a little bit of research, like, I feel like it's easy to just be in your shell and never venture out. I met my neighbor, we were both outside and I just walked up and started talking to her, but she said she's never been to the library in town. She's never gone to any of their festivals. She's never been to this restaurant down the street that everyone hangs out at. And I'm like, how long have you lived here? She's like, Oh, about two years. She's like, I don't really have a lot of friends. And I was like, you yeah. gotta do something, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. not like she's totally at fault. Like, but it's just, you know, get out of your comfort zone. I don't know. I feel like I've been repeating myself over and over, but no, this is so good. This is like the, I think it's the, like, you can do it girl (laughs) that a lot of girls are waiting on. And if you're waiting for this, this is your sign. Like after you listen to this podcast, like figure out where you're going to go, who you're going to talk to, text somebody, whatever, like you got like, go for it. You got this. We're cheering you on me and Leah. (laughs) We are your starfish earrings. You That's right. Are wonderful You're and beautiful. Amazing. And here's the thing. You have something to offer, you know, like you have something to offer a new friendship or a new person in town because like you might think that you're the one in need, but I mean, I met a, I met a friend who she really needed more women in her life. She just went through a, like a really rough divorce and she's like all alone and all this stuff. And she needed someone and I thought I needed someone, but when we made that connection. It was awesome. And wow. And now we're really good friends. So it's like, you might think that you're the one in need, but if you put yourself out there, you might be filling a space in someone else's life that they never thought was going to be filled. Mm, so beautifully said. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I think people need to hear. I love it. Good. I have this really fun question I ask all my guests, so I'm really excited to ask you too. You knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I was so ready for it. <laughs> what is something that you're loving these days, Leah, that you have to share with her friends listening? Okay. Well, I do have something. I literally like remembered that you asked this question probably 10 minutes before and I had to like rack my brain and then it came to me because it's something I've been she telling everyone prepared. about recently. We love it. I do. 
But I will also say book clubs are totally underrated. Find that if you are a reader or even if you're not, like there's a woman in our book club that like, she's like, I didn't read this month. I watched the movie, but I just wanted to come hang out. Hilarious. Totally shameless. But find a book club. Like book clubs are awesome and they're everywhere. Like local libraries or um, even like on Facebook, there's just like random groups of women that get together. But that's not, that's like a plug, but not the one I was thinking of. Okay. This is super random. But there's this guy on Instagram called Trace Oates. And he is like this teenager, this like athletic teenager who just started like posting pictures of his like bowls of oatmeal that he would make. No way. Um, Yeah, like years ago. And now he's become like he's got thousands of followers and he makes the most amazing oat recipes. And I'm pretty sure he's a Christian because a couple of his stories, he posted like an inspirational Bible verse. So like he's a super cool dude. He's like this young, he's probably like 17 Wait, or 18. What is it? Oats by Trey? T- yeah, Trace Oats, like T-R-A-C-E Oats. Trace Oats. Okay, okay, okay. We're totally going to link that in the show it, notes. But yes. Yeah, it'll be linked in the show notes. But so my favorite breakfast right now is one of his recipes. And you just blend up old-fashioned oats, chia seeds, protein powder, almond milk, Greek yogurt, splash of vanilla extract, and some baking soda. I'm pretty sure that's all the ingredients. You blend it up in like a blender. You pour it into a baking safe dish. And then I put like cut up strawberries or like little tiny like flops of cream cheese and you bake it for like (gasps) 20 minutes on 400. And it is the most amazing, fulfilling breakfast. Like I ate at like 9am and it's almost two and I am like just starting to get hungry for lunch. And like the protein powder probably has a big impact, but it's got a ton of protein because it's protein powder, chia seeds and Greek yogurt. And then like, it's just the most delicious thing ever. And you can do, he, he has so many different recipes. Like he's oh got like gosh. a cinnamon one, peanut butter one. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Trace Oats. Like, we're going, we're yeah. going to look at this up after. Oh yeah. So Especially for Maddox. That's I feel like Maddox loves oatmeal these days. So that's a fun way yeah. to spice it up for him. And it's like blended because it's not, it doesn't taste like oatmeal. Like I want to make that clear. It's like a cake. Like you're literally eating like mm. a breakfast cake in the morning and it's delicious. So. Ooh, that was Hope a that. really good one. I love that. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yummy. I like, I'm just, this is so fun having a BFF on the show. This, was I know, this a, is also like a time for us to catch up too. I know. <laughs> you know, very relevant because, you know, we don't, we probably get to chat maybe once a week. So this was nice. This was our chat for the week. Yeah. Love it. Although I am going to call you after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like to see Maddox at some point too. So yes. Okay. Good. We'll FaceTime. Gotta go get him from his nap. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What about you, Rachel? Is there anything you're loving that you haven't been able to share recently? I know, obviously, like, oh my gosh, your Instagram usually lists it, but hilarious. Okay. Oh, I had one of these right before we recorded because I needed a little snack. Chomps, they're like really pure, clean, like slim gems. Imagine that. It's like a beef stick, or they have like lots of different, they have beef, turkey, like all of them, and lots of flavors. But I love, which one did I get? Um, I think it's just like the normal beef stick. And it's like grass-fed beef, Whole30 approved, like all the things. Anyway, I I mean, I loved Slim Jim as a kid. And I feel like now that I know the ingredients, I'm like, that's so nasty. But we found found a better version. (laughs) I used to eat them all the time. My mom literally called them cancer in a stick. No But I love them anyway. So it's like, this is awesome (laughs) that, you know, you can eat the clean version. Yeah. You can edit that out if you want. (laughs) (laughs) no i i love it so i'm like what do you love these days i love a beef stick yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm so lame it's fine (sighs) but for real 
I love you so much. Thank you so much just for sharing where you are in life and all the fun stories and the practical tips. It's things that like we all really needed to hear. And yeah, like if you're the one listening, this is our challenge to you. Like go and do something brave today. You got this. We believe yeah. in you. Yeah. We're here for you. We're in the same boat. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Yes. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.